And now, from our studios in Kansas City, Sci-Fi For Me Radio is live from the bunker. Hello, everybody. Helps to turn the microphone on. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the program. We are live from the bunker. Glad to have all of you with us. My name is Jason Hunt. I am the editor here at Sci-Fi For Me. And it is October 21st, Back to the Future Day. Back to the Future going to Broadway next summer. That news coming out today. We'll have that and other headlines on Good Morning Multiverse tomorrow. I, if you are uh, so inclined to listen to our programs as a podcast, we're on a number of different player platforms there, so you can check us out there. I'm going to go ahead and turn that off because I need I need to stop the tape and I need to issue a correction. Just just very briefly here before we get into our conversation, because I apparently, as part of our as part of the pillars of our mission statement here, we sit there and say. Uh, we want to be as as accurate as possible when we're presenting news and and information. So, um, I need to I need to issue a correction here, folks, because I have shared with you what I think is incorrect uh, data. The Gary Gnu show was part of the Great Space Coaster, not the Giggle Snort Hotel, and I I think I have uh, I think I have shared the wrong the wrong show with you. Um, and I want to just, for the record, make sure that that's, uh, that's out there. Uh, correct. I see Mazers in the chat. I see Keely in the chat. Good to see you all that. Now, see, it's not that hard to do a mea culpa. It's not that hard to sit there and say, you know what? I, I messed up. I made a mistake. Um, and we're probably, I don't know why we're going to be, uh, we're going to be buffering some a little bit today. It looks like, uh, you, do you still have internet over there, Mrs. Boss? Yeah. Are you good? Okay. All right. So we've still got our signal, at least. We will muddle through. All right. Now, uh, as I'm saying, the the idea of a mea culpa, the idea of admitting to a mistake, this is something that apparently the staff, uh, the former staff at uh, G4 TV, uh, a lesson they have yet to learn, and uh, I don't think that Comcast has learned it either. And we've got some some behavioral issues I think we need to call into question. And uh, joining us on the road, so his his signal is going to be in and out a little bit, Judah Engelmeyer from Herald PR. They are a uh, public relations and crisis communications firm. And I think I just lost him. Um, he's mobile today, so uh, we're uh, we're seeing what we can see about that. Let's uh, let's see if we can get him back on uh, and uh, and go f- and go from there. We'll see. In the meantime, yes, uh, R.I.P. G4 TV. But they did it to themselves, really. As we talked about on Monday, it was it was one of those things where. <clears throat> The, the the tone deafness of everything that was going to be going on, um, just starting from January from Frost's uh, rant, and even to this week. No, I don't think we've gotten an official uh, an, an official statement of any sort from Comcast. 
And there aren't any executives left at G4 after everybody left. After all, you know, president, vice president all left over the over, over the last few months. So it's it's kind of hard to to figure out whether or not anybody is is actually still in charge over there. Judah Engelbeier is uh, is in is in the call. He is he is here now. Judah, are you are you there? Are you can you hear me okay? Uh, barely. You're breaking up a lot. Barely. Oh, okay. We just passed by a military zone where they, for some reason, they signal. Okay. Hopefully you'll be able. To... We're we're. <laughs> uh, not not really yet. We're we're getting we're getting Robo Judah. I can hear you. Uh, we don't have any picture yet, but. Up there, we're gonna we're gonna try this again. We're gonna try this again because Judah's got some things to say. Now, in 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 any PR uh, in any PR situation, you've got people, and there he is. Hello, Judah. How are you, sir? Yep. It's, yeah, it's it's still it's still kind of shaky, but that's <laughs> we're you're here. So, we're, 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 we're getting we're getting we're getting out of it and it'll it'll be completely clear in, in about a minute or so okay all right so um yeah just as long as you're not taking pictures of those military installations on your way around so all right yeah exactly <laughs> exactly so g4 uh g4 comes back last year to everybody's surprise they they made the announcement in 2020 in 2021 they came back they're on cable they're on the web they're on uh you know youtube and twitch and whatnot and in January, I think was the beginning of the end for them with the big, the you know, the rant heard around the world. And we talked about this on Monday with that that uh, that incident becoming the the piece all the way through the year, where you know now you have people saying if you don't like it, don't watch it. And we get an we get an article from IndieWire on Wednesday that said nobody did watch it because on the cable systems. Out of all of the hundreds of different cable channels that are out there, all the networks that are out there, not counting the local stuff, but out of all of the national networks, G4 TV was dead last, averaging a thousand viewers a month. And clearly, that's not what they had in mind, unless. This whole thing was supposed to be just some, you know, vanity project. We've heard that rumor around that, you know, some one of the one of the Comcast executives sons said, hey, I want to bring back G4 TV. And maybe this was never even meant to make any money. This was just, OK, you know, patch your, patch your kid on the head and you go do your project, play with your blocks. But it it doesn't seem like the corporation was fully invested in this. And now with it all shut down, it doesn't seem like they're invested in managing the damage. Is that, is that the impression that you get or am I reading that wrong? No, I, I don't think you're reading it wrong, but I, I think that they, they made a big mistake. And the big mistake was um, not, not identifying their audience, not playing to their audience. And that's, that, that's been a big problem with media companies over the past several years wokeism gone gone wrong everybody wants to be politically correct and everybody wants everybody to respect everything the way they respect it or the, or the way the public <clears throat> seems to want to respect it 
but you're not identifying your audience and that's a big problem and what they did was decide to turn this gaming tv sorry they to this 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 gaming program into a uh into a politically correct program you know the gaming audience is a very different audience than let's say an audience that watches cnn or that watches fox tv or fox news or even that watches network you know net, network uh net, network channels or um or um like Netflix, you know, Netflix series, the gaming, you know, the, the, the gaming crowd is a insular crowd in a sense. Turn right um, on top road. They like to uh, very often keep to their own, mind their own business, you know, get involved in, in, in their little world, talk to, uh, talk to their, talk through their avatars, play their games, on, you know, explore the new programs. They don't really care about world politics and global and, and, and the socioeconomical, uh, condition of the world and when 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 they decided let's go talk about discrimination in the gaming industry or or just non-equity or whatever it is they talked about and it, it's they're like okay this is people saying this is not what we want to hear you know this is not what i think i could tune into I, I could too i could watch any other channel to hear that i could i could watch celebrities walk the red carpet and talk politics if i if i wanted to right. um and that's the problem they, they completely misread their audience well, and and one of the points that I made on Monday is that when G4 TV came back, they they were saying that they were going to carve out a space in the esports uh, arena. And my thinking on that was, you know, you're you're about three years too late because esports became a thing. If you'd gotten out in front of it and done it at the beginning of all of this when it was first becoming a thing, then I could see you know some potential for success. But they they did everything as an also ran. They put all this money into this big right. studio, and you know I I don't think that they delivered uh, or communicated uh, a clear value proposition, as it were, to use some industry lingo. There, there's no value proposition that says here's why G4 TV is worth your time and attention because they were doing they were they weren't doing anything any different from what everybody else is doing on YouTube gaming and Twitch and 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 D live and wherever else they're doing you know they're they're not bringing anything new to the table in terms you know everybody's doing gameplay everybody's doing reviews right what what incentive do i have other than nostalgia and member berries, what incentive do I have to put put any attention to G4 TV? And we never got that from them. Well, that, that's also part of the problem. G4 TV, the whole you know, j- just just the whole name G4 TV. Why why are you making it sports now? You know, I mean, you know, did, did you did they did they do any research to discover that similar crowds who like gaming also want esports? You know, I. I, I I don't. I don't know what kind of work they did, but they see. They seem to be throwing a bunch of different venues or mediums into the same into the same channel, hoping just to collect some broad audience of whatnot. I, I think they didn't know what they were doing, to be honest. That that that's what I would I would gather. I think they. It was a mistake. I think it was somebody's whim, and then it, it was an experiment that failed. And then and then when they decided let's let's talk about pol- world politics, <laughs> and they failed even worse. Well, and and. <clears throat> just to, just to bring everybody up to speed in the in the chat, we're talking with Judah Inglemeyer. He is the president of Harold P. Excuse me, Harold PR, uh, which is a, uh, a a public relations and crisis communications outfit out of New York, and and talking about crisis communications because everybody 
wakes up, you know, Sunday afternoon, this thing comes down, the, you know, the memo goes out, G4 is going away, it's gone, everybody's got, you know, everybody's lost their jobs. And now Frost, who's essentially the, the person who, who caused the collapse, the final collapse, she comes out and says, you know, the executives told me, you know, my whole rant had, had the, had the, the, the endorsement and support of the executives. And shows she throws the executives under the bus. She throws the the network under the bus. You've got Adam Sessler doing the same thing at the same time. Over the last few months, you know, ranting about anybody in 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 both the audience and his family. If you're a Republican, I want you to die, type of thing. Right. And it, it doesn't look like they're handling the aftermath of this very well. And we haven't gotten any kind of a a, a statement from Comcast. Because if if Comcast was really, to me, if they were really of a mind to manage this, they would have come out after the rant. Because we're we're getting information now that Frost changed the script in the teleprompter at the last minute, and nobody knew this was coming, or very few people knew this was coming. So if she's sitting there saying everybody knew we were going to do it and everybody was okay with it, and we've got this other report that says nobody knew it was coming, somebody's lying, and right. we haven't gotten any kind of a any kind of a statement from Comcast, whether it's corporate or, or or whoever was in charge of this division that was doing this. Nothing from them that says, "Here's our official position on this," and I think that's a mistake as well. Well, I, I venture. I mean, I, I don't know if it's a mistake, Jason. I would disagree with you on that. If, if their total viewership was a thousand, um, I think they know that there's no one cares enough to listen to it. And if they if they put out a statement on it, they're potentially calling calling more attention to a problem than than it originally has. I think we know about it because you're in the industry. We're in the industry, and we, we follow it. But honestly, if they put out if Comcast for their shareholders put out a statement about something that received a thousand views total who's going to care? Yeah. You know, they'll, they'll, they'll cause a bigger problem, cause more people to ask questions. And I think Comcast lawyers are, tell, are telling them that just keep your mouth shut. It was a blip on the radar. Let us stay a blip on the radar. Is there a possibility that somebody looked at the numbers, the viewership <laughs> numbers and the online numbers and said, well, you know, there's nothing wrong with a little bit of controversy. Maybe they thought they could capitalize on it and, and get their numbers up a little. Well, listen. Judging by what happened, by she saying she had she had uh, support from the executives to do that, and then you know, you know, I guess we're hearing that, that she might have changed the script right beforehand. A lot of different questions could 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 exist on that, and and the possibilities are yes, it could possible, it could be possible they were trying to stir up controversy and thinking that was going to improve their viewer numbers. Um, obviously, it was a big mistake because still controversy of that sort. Nobody in the gaming industry, you follow it a lot more than I do. Do they really care about being involved in the political world and, and political correctness and how many whites, what white people, black people, Latino people play games and women, men and transgender? Is that really an issue that anyone cared about in the gaming industry and, and, and did the gaming community care? I think that they might have been trying to stir up controversy and that's why they did it. <clears throat> but if they did, they, they picked the wrong topic and the wrong issue to stir controversy up with. Yeah. Well, and and you know this this goes to previous conversations that you and I have had, and and we've talked with other people about this notion of the corporation taking a particular stand on any issue, whether it's a right. whether it's you know 
a, a moral issue or a political issue or, or an actual, if if your business revolves around selling a product or service to a customer, then it behooves you to act in a way that doesn't alienate uh, a, a, your customer, a, a, seg- your a segment customer. of that base. And this but just, that, I don't know, this just sorry. feels like people are, are just not even bothering to care about any of this, except you've got these audi- you know, these audience members who sit in there and say, well, yeah, we care about it because you just you just threw a hand grenade right into the middle of this this production and you've bas- you've you've killed your own channel well that that's the big problem though with big business taking over small small companies like like this because you know look, look at disney again disney is not just a fairy tale you know princess network it's now star wars it's marvel it's it's uh it's 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 theme parks it's hotels but mainly what it is, it's shareholders. It's million, it's thousands, hundreds of thousands of shareholders who they're beholden to. And those shareholders don't necessarily go to the parks, don't necessarily watch movies. They just invest and want to make money. And ultimately, these Comcast, you know, in, in this case, Comcast is a publicly traded company that's beholden to a lot of shareholders. And what they have to do is figure out how to keep those shareholders interested in the company, think the company is on the right side of political history, social history, whatever the case might be, but they're not paying attention to the individual product. The individual product on, on this particular channel was not something that called for any of this. Um, but Comcast wants to be, wants to show their shareholders that they're addressing every issue, every time that the world cares about. And by doing so, you're losing focus on the individual product they're trying to sell. They're trying to do two things, you know, two things at once. They're trying to sell a product um, to a select audience, but they're also a publicly traded company. And I think that's a problem that large companies are having now, not knowing whether, whether they should on every, every, on every issue, whether they should be woke, whether they should get involved in politics. And I think it's a big, it's, it's a big issue because it's not simple anymore. You know, does the Hilton chain or Marriott chain want to start talking about, uh, um, things that have nothing to do with people who stay in hotels because they have shareholders involved? Everyone, you know, people are going to start doing, you know, the companies start doing these things. They're going to lose share. They're going to they're going to lose share value. They'll lose lose content or lose consumers for the individual product they're selling. Um, but, you know, they'll get praised on the news for being on the right side of history as they're shutting down. So I'm not yeah. sure. I'm not sure it's it's the right calculation. But I don't think anyone knows what to, I don't think anyone has the right answer. And I, I wouldn't pretend to have the right answer either. I would say, you know, on individual channels stay away from those issues and focus on your audience, focus on your consumer base. And, you know, on, on CNBC, talk about your, your global politics as a company. Um, but I, I don't, I don't think that, uh, I, I think that there are too many different people pulling strings in different directions for the, for, for, uh, for a publicly traded company. They have so many different stakeholders to address. And by trying to, by trying to address all of them at the same time, there's, they, 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 they cause what, what you just saw a thousand viewers a, a calamity and a shutdown and now crickets because they don't know how to respond to it. And, and speaking of which, you know, I mentioned I mentioned we try to stay as factual as we can here. I'm, I'm looking back here at this IndieWire uh, uh, article and I had I had it wrong. A thousand viewers a day is lo- is what it looks like their average was not a thousand a month. I had that. I had it wrong. So let me get that out. A, th- a thousand a thousand a day for a network is still pretty, pretty yeah, low. It's still pretty bad. <laughs> They're still dead last. Yeah. Now, Matuine has a question in the chat. He's asking, will any other similar channels learn from this or will they double down on the political positions? And and this is something we talked about before this right. idea of all of these companies, because at some point. You would think, maybe possibly, 
that somebody would look at all of these things happening the same time, the same way, over and over and over again, and sitting there saying, well, you know what? Maybe we shouldn't ought to do that. But it doesn't seem like these companies are learning this lesson yet. How, how, how much have you ever it, had, have you ever had a client where they are just they are just doubling down on activity that you, think, <coughs> you say is not going to be advantageous to them? Have you ever had to slap down a client and say, stop doing this? Well, I mean, that's if I didn't, then I wouldn't have a job. That's that's kind of what my clients do. <laughs> my clients do the wrong things all the time. Yeah. And that's that, 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 that that's that's the key. But, you know, the issue is, you know, so I'll, I'll give you another example. I have a, a large multinational company client that has uh, close to 8,000 employees. The CEO has a political mindset on one side of, of, of a political aisle. And he, you know, the company tends to do everything internally with wokeism involved. And, and, and they have a celebration day for, for everybody and everything all the time. Um, multi, you know, multi-use bathrooms on every floor and all that, and he won't get involved and talk about his politics on the air or on, on, any, on any news interview because he doesn't want to risk offending any one of his employees who might rally and 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 cause and and stop the work process and and and, and on that aspect, he, you know, he he listens to me when I say, listen, you know, don't get involved, don't don't talk about Biden, don't talk about Trump, don't talk about the elections in the midterms, don't talk about politics. That's not we. You're not going to win on that. Keep to what your company does, who it performs the services for and what they do and, and how you're supporting your workers internally of all different kinds of all different walks. And don't, don't get involved in your personal, your personal politics. And he's, he's asked all the time. He's on the news all the time and he's asked all the time. And he, you know, he pivots right back to the company and its growth and what it's doing and all that because, and so he listens to me because the minute he starts talking about, you know, socioeconomic politics of the world out of 8,000 employees, he's bound to insult, half of them at any given time and then and then and he doesn't want that he has to be very careful but he has the advantage that it's a private company everything's yeah. run through him it's not a uh, it's not publicly traded publicly traded companies have a, a a much different set of responsibilities and a much different set of stakeholders like i said earlier they're going to have you're going to have people investing in comcast buying a comcast stock from one share to a thousand shares to a million shares who never watch the TV, who never watch the channels, who have, who've never, 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 never who don't have a, who, who have a Verizon box in their house, not even a Comcast box in their house. So, you know, it, and, and they, and, and the, and the, uh, the management and, and the bureaucracies at these companies are trying to appeal to those people as well. Hopefully they, they want to hear from us. They want to see that we're doing the right thing. Maybe 10 shareholders or maybe a institutional shareholder, like uh, the New York state controller's office, for example, which, which is a, an institutional investor, the, you know, the New York State controller on a given day can send a note to Comcast saying we haven't seen um, anything from you guys about multicultural programming. And now they all of a sudden feel they're going to lose a they're going to they're going to get in trouble with this big stakeholder. So they start putting across all their channels, you know, um, socioeconomic politics, which 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 will get them in more trouble because they don't they, they react rather than think about what they're doing. Right. And in this case, that's what they did. Well, and and you raise an interesting point that I had not considered before because you know from from the outside looking in, you, you know the the discussion is generally all about you know what what the corporations are doing to the customers to their fans whether it's Disney or or Marvel right. or DC or Warner Brothers or wherever, but the the internal side of that I mean we saw with the Disney the little revolt that that came out in Disney with the whole thing with Florida, you have 
you have both of those lines that you've got to to tiptoe on and make sure that you not only are you not ticking off your customer base, but also your employees because they're the ones that got to get things done to deliver the goods on what you're promising out to the world. I mean, right? You got to have the staff to make the widget, and right. I would I would think it's probably a little bit easier to manage them than it is to manage the public because you can sit there and say, toe the line or you're fired. But even then that's, that's kind of a hard, a hard line to take sometimes because you got some of these activists in these, in these companies that are really, and, and of course the media is sympathetic to that point of view. All of a sudden you could find, you know, two people that suddenly get offended because they're not allowed to, to, you know, turn their hair purple suddenly make the national news and and it's a it's a catastrophe well first of all one thing i would tell you is that if you're going to tell your employees to toe the line and you're fired i wouldn't put that in an email and i wouldn't say that where that could be tweeted out to somebody either (laughs) that's going to cause a big problem right there listen we saw this years ago if anyone remembers the onset of the me too movement with with um with you know with uh the weinstein company you know this all started a lot of this started um, with Harvey Weinstein from the um, a, a internal memo that an employee sent out to uh, her colleagues and to the Human Resource Department complaining about what she thought was were problems internally with some of the senior membership ma- management of the company, thinking that it was just going to think that it was just going to raise ra- you know raise eyebrows or or or, uh, or ring some bells so that they can they can change policies within. It ended up destroying the company and a lot of people. Are we're you know we're, at, we're out of jobs as a result. I'm not minimizing <clears throat> what happened and 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 the and and the weight of everything that fell down on that. But an employee thought that she was doing the right thing and ended up putting lots of people out of jobs and upending a a a a a, a big a ma- a major Hollywood company. And not saying I'm not judging that it was wrong or right, and whether or not you know uh, good came out of that, because you know I think that we you know we we can argue that a lot of good came out of it. But here you had a huge company that was unend that was upended because a a employee inside didn't like what was going on and thought that that she should raise raise uh, raise an alarm, which got out to the public, and that you know a private memo went out to. New York Times and a few other places, and that started a spiral of, of you know, started a cascade of events that ended up on, up in the company. That's a big concern also that companies have, and that's why they are rushing to always do the right thing so they can avoid things like that. You know, but I, I, I there are so many things that can go wrong on every side of of uh, of, of 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 fixing those, you know, every side of a table on something like that, right. from the employees, you know, running amok doing something like that, which goes out to the public, to the management sending a memo to the employees saying don't do that or you're fired to shareholders saying you guys got to do something or we're going to we're going to we're going to uh, drop our stuff we're going to sell our shares in your company or we're going to try to um, do a hostile takeover of the company you know so i don't i don't know if there's a single answer and i don't know what i, I don't know how to how how a company can deal on a global scale like that all the time but i i really believe that you should every single entity within a company publicly traded or private should be catering to the audience that that it's catering to and not to the global audience in general going back to the disney model you know when i when i was born disney was just a a a uh, a a theme park and a bunch of tv shows and movies for children and do five-year-old six-year-old kids who love princesses care about transgender bathrooms 
why is that a Disney? And why should Disney be talking about that on every single one of their channels? There's a time and place for that, right. not a time, you know. And 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 I think they, you know, they have to stick to their audiences. When they're dealing with Star Wars, deal with Star Wars. Deal, you want know, to deal with Marvel, deal with Marvel. Um, you want to deal with your theme parks and re- and hotels and restaurants, deal with those things. I, I I think it's a big problem when you try to cross every network and try to cross every every different aspect of your business with with every bit of political correctness. Just address your audience. Address address the people individually that you're meant to address. The money will come in. The shareholders will be happy. And then on a global scale, where appropriate, in the Wall Street Journal, talking about how you're doing every quarter, you could talk about everything you're doing on the uh, on, on 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 the social level. You know, to help your employees to be woke to the public and to be appropriate and all that stuff. I, I don't believe they should be getting involved in politics on every single one of their channels. I don't believe you should be talking about how much you hate Trump or hate Biden on every one of their channels. And 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 and, and clearly in this case with Comcast, they made a big, you know, whoever made that calculation made a big, made a big mistake on it because the audience certainly didn't listen to it, obviously. Um, and they and, and anyone who knows the gaming community should have known that this they didn't want to hear this and then she made the big mistake that that uh remember gary hart made when gary hart remember running for president a long time ago he dared the media i'm not doing anything wrong i dare you to follow me she went on twitter and said if you don't like what i've said i dare you to shut the channel off yeah and they they all did did. well and and the 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 other part of that and and l l in the chat is talking about the fact that that this this new these news reports about her changing the script at the last minute um, it may have been known at the time, and there's video of it, yes, but we're getting reports now with confirmation from internal people that are saying that actually did happen. Because because some of the public discussion came out that you know this was a planned thing, everybody knew it was coming, and then we'd heard, no, she changed it at the last minute. So the question now becomes how many people in the executive offices knew this was coming, endorsed it, because you have the corporate people, you have the producers of the show, you have the executive producers and the and, and the people in charge of the network. So you've got a lot of different layers there. And the question then becomes, you know, who who actually signed off on this and let her and let her do this? So Not, we're never gonna have that answer, Jason, because yeah. the, the executives are gonna are gonna blame her. She's gonna blame the executives, but bottom line is She's going to be toxic to get a job anyplace else because if she did change the script at the last minute, then maybe they'll blame. They'll say she single-handedly torpedoed the entire channel. Um, any executive that ultimately knew about it is not going to stand up and said, "Hey, that was me who did it." At this point, right? Um, you know, no one's going to take blame for that because they all want to have jobs later on. They all want to look for jobs, and this is going to be a big, a big blot on your resume. Um, that you single-handedly torpedoed a new torpedo a new channel. But Who's going to want you in the entertainment business? But if you've got you know if if you've got G4 TV on your resume, for example, you've got this guy here. His name's Joshua Miller. He's been posting online on Twitter. He was a video editor at G4, and uh, he's he's basically saying you know you you're not allowed to talk about it because you're a toxic fan type of thing. He's he's taking the same line as as frost and he and other people behaving online in such a way that i'd look at this guy it's like well i'm not going to hire this guy now you know you talk about frost being being toxic how many other people that were working at g4 that took a public stance supporting her how many people are are of, of that crowd if i'm looking for a video editor i'm looking for a host of my show I'm going to look at this guy's online behavior, and I'm going to think, no thanks, I don't want to have anything to do with this guy. 
Are these are these people not self-aware enough to realize that they could be sabotaging their future project uh, prospects for employment? I mean, it, it it seems like a no-brainer to me, but I'm old, so. Well, I, well, you know, well I Jason, I think what, what you're seeing is that they're, they're being reactive. They don't know how to react. They're they're trying to they're trying to come up with answers. They're trying to they're trying to do anything they can to either either take take the onus off them publicly show that they're the right people but they're they're acting they're not slowing down to figure out the right way to respond <clears throat> people come to me very often to do that to slow down the pace let's write the narrative and let's figure it out put it out in the right in the right sequence they're just jumping they're all just running around scrambling trying to figure out how to save their asses right now <laughs> that doesn't seem like it's the very smart thing to do for me I, no, just, it's, you not, know, it's not it's not it's not the smart thing to do sit, no. you know I, i'd say sit down shut up and let it let it you know, let it pass for a little bit, and then you know when. And then, and then, and then you, and then you figure out the right response. Correct. Yeah. So where does where does this where do you see the next part of this happening? Because you know you've got you've got former employees speaking out, throwing the network under the bus. This corporate's not going to say anything. And we frequently in these situations know that another shoe is about to drop somewhere. So well, you could rest assured that Comcast right now is reviewing all of their channels and reviewing all of their anchors and all of their all of their their other hosts, and they're 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 probably going to take a lesson from this. And maybe if they had something planned for any other channel, they're not going to repeat the same mistake. Uh, at least I would think that. But on the other hand, the big company you never know. They you know they could have five different things going on at different at, at different locations right now, and they don't have that they don't have their their uh, their their their, uh, their their watchers, you know, um, I guess correctly or properly reviewing right now, they can make another mistake. But I think that what they're doing right now is they have their lawyers and their HR people and and their and their uh, producers all tamping down on their network channels right now, trying to make sure that they just cater to their audience, keep their mouth shut, and not talk about this. And how long do you think that's going to last before we get <laughs> until back to until 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 the next person has an itch and decides they need to say something? <laughs> they they, you know, very often whatever whatever this the reason for for this outburst was was because someone felt that there was something that had to be addressed immediately right then and there about discrimination or 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 lack of equity inequity within amongst the gaming community. Don't know why that would come up at a breakfast table or why you would wake up one morning want to talk about it, but someone clearly had a bug. And when and need, need to get it off the need to get get it off the chest, and you know it wasn't done properly. And I think it's going it happens all the time. It's you know human beings are human beings, and they're gonna they're gonna react reactively. They're gonna be emotional to what they see in the news and the news cycle, or what they think is is uh, is is a a problem out in the world, hurting people, not doing the right thing by people, or or whatever. Um, and you know you're when you, when you're dealing with people, you don't have robots. You're dealing with people, and people make mistakes. So let me ask you, you've been in this business for a while. We, we've both, I've been in media for 30 some odd years and we're, we're both aware, I'm sure of the cyclical nature of a lot of things, you know, Western, right. Western's become popular, then they're not, then it's the crime thriller, then it's the police, right. uh, pl police procedural and, and all, you know, sitcoms or whatever. So we go through these cycles and corporations are no different because their their marketing messages change. They'll change advertising agencies. Right. They change companies. How how long do you give it before this cycle of woke politics and everything with the ESG money and and the the division in in the the country? How long do you give it before we kind of swing the pendulum back towards center at all? Sometimes we get these hints that maybe it's starting. 
And then you know, something it's, like it's, this happened. You know, look what happened with Kevin Spacey yesterday. He got acquitted of you know, in a court about of, of, of allegations of assault or abuse. I think the potential, I, and I think with, with Johnny Depp's trial last, you know, two months ago, when when uh, when Amber Heard wasn't believed necessarily, I think that there is some some argument that the pendulum is swinging back, but there are still political, I guess, um, political idealists out there who still want to correct the system whole, you know, wholly, holistically, and you know, I, I don't know exactly when it's going to happen, but I think that people are starting to realize that some of it went too far, and you have to slow down. We can we can fix the world. We can make everybody happy and make everyone equal, make everyone, everyone connected properly. Um, but there's a time. Of- yeah. And, and I think that, uh, that, that people are starting to recognize that a lot of harm was done yeah. by rush, by, by rash rushes to judgment and rash actions. Um, but I don't think it's, it's not universal yet. And I think there's still gonna be a lot of mistakes made. And a lot, we're we're going to see a lot of this still going forward. And listen, we're entering a, a political cycle right now with the midterm elections, another presidential election. And be sure all this is going to be in some way brought up again and rehashed and it's going to cause problems. So I think we're a while before we see it completely end, if it ever does completely end. But I think you're starting to seeing some movement and people realizing that maybe we shouldn't just stand on one side and just believe one one set of one set of ideals and rules and or, or instructions and start to think for ourselves independently uh again it's crazy times crazy times it is all right do you have are, are you able to stay through the break or you're on or are you on your way to I'm, an appointment or no i i have to run if that's okay with you okay all right so judah inglemeyer harold pr where can people find you you're on uh you're online on heraldpr.com Her- Her- i'm on my you know if you if you look me up heraldpr.com you'll find the company we're on twitter we're on we're on uh on youtube we're on facebook unfortunately nobody else on facebook anymore <laughs> <laughs> but uh you know we're, we're all over the internet if you, if you look for us and we have our sister digital company emerald.digital Okay. Um, for all marketing digital service. And I thank you, Jason. I appreciate right. the time. Thank you, Judah. And we will put those links in our notes and uh, we'll have Judah back again the next time something blows up and we have a crisis of biblical proportions. We're going to take a break. We'll be right back, continuing with more right after this. SciFiForMe.com. Don't make us angry. You wouldn't like us when we're angry. It's like, okay, hold on. You've got somebody, and all he does is put on some glasses and slicks back his hair, and nobody knows who he is. Nobody recognizes him. It's it's it's, it's like that that uh, that scene in, in the Green Lantern movie where she looks at him and it's like, how? You know, it's like you just put on a mask and you expect me not to recognize you. The H two O podcast Monday night at eight only on Sci Fi for Me TV. Good morning, Multiverse. Saturday morning at 11, 10 Central, only on Sci-Fi for Me TV. Back live from the bunker on Back to the Future Day. Jason on here along with all of you. I want to thank Judy Inglemeyer for popping in and sharing his uh, his perspective on this. Look, I I don't uh, I don't claim to have all of the answers. I I would much rather have other people come in and tell me what they think because you know who am I? I'm just a guy in a basement. 
Uh, not only is it Back to the Future Day, but it is also, and and Mrs. Boss is is over there uh, doing some work stuff, so she's not gonna she's gonna miss this. But it is also National Throw Short People Day. So anybody under five foot six, it is it is National Throw Short People Day. So I'm gonna have to uh, I'm going to have to uh, let Mrs. Boss know that uh, that it is National Throw Short People Day. <laughs> so there we are. <laughs> I don't know. All right. <coughs> uh, yeah, Q says I feel sorry for Walton in comics. Yeah. Uh, uh, girlfriend, girlfriend is five foot. She's in for it then. Yeah, I, I, uh, I'm not sure that that's going to go very well. I'm gonna have to tell. Uh, I'll have to tell Toxic Man Flu, and he can he can do something with that for, you know, with Legion of Memers or something with Comics Division. All right. So, again, it 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 boggles my mind that we continue to tell this story over and over and over again because it's you would think that by now with all of these all of these stories playing out essentially the same way that you would have somebody somebody figure out that this is not maybe the best way to go. I don't know. I just it it I I just don't understand this. And this this Joshua Miller person for a while his his tweets were protected. Uh that it looks it looks like to be no no longer the case. But he 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 popped up on my radar cuz Melanie Mack, who's a gamer, she's a female, she's a Christian. She's uh, very active online in uh, in comment commentating and, and commenting on the gaming space. Big fan of uh, of Tomb Raider and Lara Croft. She says, "Man, I really feel bad about all of these people losing their jobs. I, I hope I hope things you know I th- hope things go well and that they recover and they they find something." And this guy is like, "You keep our name out of your mouth." And he got roasted in the replies. Because he was basically doing the exact thing that Frost had complained about in the beginning uh, when talking about sexism in gaming. I mean, he was going after Melanie just simply because, you know, why? And rightly so, he got his his head handed to him uh, with the replies, and it looks like that particular tweet has disappeared. Because he got slaughtered. It was like, you, dude, she's just saying she hopes everybody gets, you know, lands on their feet, and you come after her and attack her for no, no good legitimate reason. This narcissism that people demonstrate and display online, <coughs> excuse me, has got to change. And I don't, I don't know how, how we do that. Um, maybe, maybe it's time to put together a panel of, yeah, you know what? I saw somebody, somebody suggested 
Somebody suggested that we should that that Comic Cons should start having panels on uh, toxic fandom, and have a psychologist on the panel to talk about this kind of behavior and whatnot. And my immediate thought, and I didn't put anything out there. I probably yeah, it, because again, brand is not me, so I have to be careful. But let's let's go ahead and do that. Let's have a panel. On toxic fandom. And in the room next door, we can have a panel on toxic creators. And we can do the same thing. We can have psychologists, we can have social media experts, we can have people sitting there and say, okay, when the people who are making the stuff you like are awful, terrible people, here's a suggestion on how to handle that. One, do not engage. You know, it, it's, it's, hubris on the part of these people who think they are untouchable. They think, oh, I can get away with this because I'm on a certain side of a particular uh, political divide. I'm on, uh, I'm in, I'm in a protected class. I mean, what does that even mean? In the United States, we're all supposed to be, supposed to be, Treated equal, equal opportunity, equal equal treatment under the law. Nobody gets any preferential treatment. Is one of the reasons why the tax code needs to be rewritten. <clears throat> why in the world should I have to modify my behavior in order to s spare your feelings about any given subject? But on the other hand, I grew up in a time where we were taught, if you can't say something nice, don't say anything at all. Do unto others as you would have them do unto you. Treat people with respect. Treat people with dignity. Treat people with honesty. That goes a whole lot further than what we see with this online behavior these days where everybody's neener, 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 cry bully and you, you, there's, there's no filter. Put your filters on. And I don't mean your photo filters, your Snapchat filters and your Instagram filters and all that other stuff that make you look like some anime type of thing. Don't, no, I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about your behavioral filters, your social filters. And I get it. We had a pandemic. Everybody was in lockdown. Nobody has, has remembered how to be polite. But a lot, of, a lot of people online weren't polite to begin with. It's like somebody said, okay, here's the Internet. You can be as rude as you want. Go. It, and, and the anonymity that some you know usernames and whatnot this anonymity that you can that you can enjoy and hide behind works works as a double-edged sword yes one it's you know it it protects your privacy and you don't want people knowing who you are and whatnot i get that but at the same time it's a little bit i think too liberating for some people because you can do whatever you want you can say whatever you want you can behave however you want and there are no consequences. We need to do better. And fandom menace, toxic fandom, comics gate, whoever, whatever, on that side of the equation, you need to do the same thing. We all need to behave. 
and show a little bit more restraint, show a little bit more care in how you respond, if you respond. And these people who are behaving in a toxic fashion, we need to kind of pull the air out of their balloon a little bit. Don't give them the attention. And if you have companies and corporations like Gillette or the Walt Disney Company or Comcast or wherever that decide they're going to take a, a particular stance in, in the political sphere or the moral arena, there are consequences to that that don't involve you know, getting on social media and just neener, neener, neener. You can, you can send them a letter. My dad still writes letters to corporate offices. Social media, social media is a completely different thing. You write your letters to the corporate office and say, I'm no longer doing business with you and here's why. And that goes a whole lot longer, a whole lot further. You'll get a whole lot more mileage out of that than just blowing up social media. Because the social media people don't care. This is just some disconnected echo chamber bulletin board thing you want to involve you want to you want to invoke real change you write the letters to the corporate offices and take the time because th this person took the time to sit down and write a letter now you can send an email but half the time those emails go to some you know marketing department or whatnot they're not going to go to the decision makers that doesn't make it up to the corporate suites write a letter Make a phone call. Say, excuse me, I'm not doing business with you anymore, and here's why. Polite, respectful, considerate, because the person who's answering the phone is not the, the, the person who's causing you a problem. The person who's answering the phone in the customer call center likely isn't even in the United States, but has absolutely nothing to do with the decision-making process on policy. So don't take it out on them. You have control. You have much more control than you realize because all of these companies want your business. Whether they insult you or not, whether they fawn all over you or not, they want your business. They want you to buy their widget. They want your money. And if you withhold that, transaction and you say I'm not going to do business with you anymore that's the only thing they care about you have control in that regard it's your money it's your decision on how you're going to spend it same with voting you know here in the United States we got the midterm elections coming up in three weeks going to be here before you know it you have control over your vote. Go exercise your right to vote. You have to do that. It is, it is a right. It's a privilege. It's a responsibility. It's something that a whole lot of people don't take seriously. And you should. This, we're in the mess we're in because too many people sat there and said, eh, I'm not going to go vote today. You are in charge and you have the ability to impact 
so many things by your decisions and behavior that you don't even realize. You need to exercise that power. Politely. Don't go sitting in the middle of the street. Don't go throw flaming objects anywhere. That's not how you get anything done. But if you don't want to see another G4 show up, if you don't want Frost or her ilk, then you communicate such to the corporate bosses. Not the call center, not the social media accounts, corporate. It doesn't make a difference. It takes time, it takes effort, but they realize, hey, this person took the time to sit down and write this letter and, and, and communicate to us. Will it have an impact? Maybe. I don't know. Who knows? Depends on how many people do it. We'll find out in three weeks during the midterms, won't we? All right, that's going to do it for us today. Tomorrow, we will have a brand new Good Morning Multiverse, Saturday morning, 11 a.m. Eastern, 10 Central. Uh, we want you to uh, check that out. Of course, we do have all of the different social media channels ourselves. And uh, four different uh, video platforms there. We do want to encourage you to uh, get on Odyssey and Rumble and connect with us over there on one or the other or both. And uh, get our numbers up. We're on, uh, we're at 81 on Rumble. We need to get that up to 100 so we can start streaming over to Rumble. We are streaming to Odyssey and, and, uh, and YouTube and Facebook. We want to send, uh, we want to send out. Uh, we want to send out a signal to Rumble as well. Uh, so, uh, so yeah, that's that's the other thing. Sign up for the newsletter. We'll send one out here soon. I'm, I'm, it's on my list of things to do. <sighs> All right. That's going to do it today. Coming up next week, let's see, where are we? Um, I don't know about Monday's program yet. I'm waiting for conf uh, confirmation. Uh, and then I think Christopher Hoffman's going to be a guest host on Wednesday. And then on Friday, we'll have Michael Shapiro in. He's a composer. He's written a new score for the silent Frankenstein picture that's screening out in L.A. Uh, so all of that's coming up next week. Uh, and, and be looking at our socials. We'll post, uh, we'll post what we're doing for Monday over the weekend. And um, we'll do this all again. Monday night, H2O, uh, H2O podcast. Not sure what we're going to talk about yet, but here we are. We're one show closer to 500. Thanks very much for being here, everybody. I do appreciate it, and we will be back. Remember, there are four lights. This has been a presentation of Sci-Fi For Me Radio. Copyright 2022 by Flaming Dog Media, LLC. All rights reserved. No portion of this program may be retransmitted without the express written consent of Flaming Dog Media.